Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello, my name is Gary Mansfield, and this is the Ministry of Arts podcast, where each week... I'll be speaking to a different artist. Now let's begin by bagging these bongos. Yeah, right. Crazy. Crazy. Hello, how are you? Welcome to episode 126. Firstly, as ever, big shout going out to the Patreon supporters. Without their support, we would not be able to create this podcast. And although this content is free for everyone, if you think you might like to support the podcast in a small way, you can do it for as little as £3 a month. So if you just go to the bio over on our Instagram profile, you'll find the link there. We're also creating a 97% as virtual exhibition, which is an exhibition for the artists whose art practice isn't their sole income. It's £15 to enter, unless you're a badge holder, therefore it's 12 It's wall-hung work only and no wider than 1.2 metres. And best of all, the Ministry of Arts takes 0% on sales. It all goes to the artist. But anyway, back to this week's podcast. You may have noticed that we're bringing out a couple of episodes each week. That's because since things opened a couple of weeks ago, the art world's gone a little bit potty. And one of those events that's opening is the other art fair. And to ensure that it's as COVID safe as possible, the venue they've chosen is the West Handyside Canopy. It's a covered outdoor space that's easily accessible and located just two minutes away from the newly developed shopping and food destination, Cold Drops Yard which is just a short walk from King's Cross Station. It runs from the 1st to the 4th of July, so if you haven't got tickets yet, you better get a move on. Just go to www.theotherartfair.com and all the information will be there, just sitting waiting for you. When discussing which artist I might like to speak to, today's guest, Ben Wakelin, was a definite front-runner all round. 
because if you're not aware, for a couple of years now, the other art fair have championed and promoted the mental health charity Calm. And the mental health arena is where today's guest started, flourished, and now works for and promotes on a daily basis. Ben Wakelin is a multidisciplinary artist that really does use art to give back. Ben discovered art whilst receiving support during a secure mental health assessment. During that time, he found the art therapy being the most beneficial part of his aftercare. Since then, Ben has gone on to create the Hackney Wick Life Drawing Classes. He delivers regular art therapy experiences for those within the NHS Secure Hospitals. And if that wasn't enough, he also founded London's Outsider Gallery. And even though Ben has achieved all of that, you'll hear in this episode that standing on his stall at the other art fair and speaking directly face-to-face with the public is one of the biggest challenges he's ever undertaken. This is a beautifully positive story about the power of art in the mental health arena and just how far you can take it if you've got the courage to do so. So please, come with me and meet Ben Wakelin. How you been then, mate? You been okay? Yeah, I'm okay. Uh, Yeah. Um... Yeah, thanks for inviting me, and uh, it's really great to meet you. And oh, yeah, man, that's cool. That's yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. We, um, um, yeah. So, so I don't start them formally because that makes it a bit uncomfortable. But what I do do, Ben, I have okay. um, seven questions that I ask each artist. Mm-hmm. The first being, how would you explain what you do to someone that doesn't know your work? Oh, I mean, it's the it's a million dollar question, isn't it? Um, that question is such a, um, I don't know why that question always fills me with dread. I've got so many, uh, all my best pals aren't in art at all. Yeah. Well, most of them aren't in the art game at all. And sometimes like when we're having a beer in the pub and you just happen to get talking to strangers, like I a, like a, a drink in the spoons. And so, you, you, you know, you get talking to some people and when someone then turns around and says, oh, so what do you do? All my pals just go for fuck. They all put a face because they, like, oh, over go. all the years, they still don't understand what I'm saying or, yeah. and then it's just like, you just mumble. You need to sort it's it out. What do I, yeah, yeah. Um, so I guess... Um, I'm an artist. I'm a full-time visual painter. I call myself a painter, I guess. But there's a couple of hats, maybe, that I wear. Um, I think I'm really entrepreneurial, I guess, from where I... Like, my first ever job was knocking on people's doors in the flats and saying, can I iron your T-shirt? Can I iron your shirt for 50p? And I was, you know, I was like a you know, small kid. And I, I guess the only one thing that's always constant is that I paint, I paint a lot uh, every day. I've had a studio for about eleven years, which is which I feel is a, a big achievement. Yeah. Uh, in itself, just living in London or the East End is, or just London is just really expensive. So I've sort of maybe had a bit of a career for maybe five, ten years. I am currently employed by the North London Trust NHS Mental Health Trust. Uh, I'm, I've been delivering an arts and expressive arts program Brilliant. for about the last six years. So I work in a forensic unit, wow. uh, which is a secure unit. I set up a life drawing uh, arts program in Hackney, and that's been going for close to 10 years. 
uh, again, that work, both of these works inform my own painting. Yeah. At the same time, a few, you know, close to 10 years ago, I set up something called the Outsider Gallery, which is an art gallery uh, dedicated to uh, forensic patients, well, all secure patients, basically. Yeah. So uh, HMP, forensics, uh, uh, psychiatry patients, from young people to uh, across the whole lifespan, oh, yeah. to working in the hospital. It's a very special place to sort of work really um and I'm, I'm lucky enough to sort of so I, I can't legitimately call myself an art therapist which I don't although the people that employ me call me an art therapist but I've had lived experience yeah I, and I solely work within the art therapy yeah, you know so I, yeah I'm not sh- yeah yeah so have you ever been have you ever contemplated going down Oh, being a legitimate art therapist to do the art therapy courses to give you that um, tag, or, or does that not? I mean, it wouldn't add anything to you personally, I wouldn't have thought. It wouldn't give you any more insight to what you've already got working in it for that many years. But to the outside world, yeah, it would give you a, a little um, a tag, wouldn't it? You know? Yeah, it, it is a, um, it would be, some letters after my name. Yeah, because that way um, you wouldn't have to do what you've just done to me and saying, well, I am an art therapist, but I'm not an official art therapist. And it, it, it doesn't yeah. fucking matter. You're an art therapist. It's just in, in this it, world, we need confirmation. Yeah. From yeah. white, don't we? You know? Yeah, for sure. Um, that question is a really good question. It's something that I've been asked by uh, colleagues. It's something that's been um, questioned. Um, a, a really good friend of mine, his wife works within that field and she's, it's, it's ironic because you get some people who dislike what I do because yeah. they, they've gone to school, they've spent thousands of pounds, you know, thousands and thousands and getting access to that type of person and working in that environment seems to be, um, I've pissed people, I've, it, which is weird. Um, so I have contemplated it. So at, at the very beginning, when I was sort of getting brought back into this secure environment, you know, sort of traveling a loop round yeah. and then being invited back in. At the beginning, I was, for years, I was really insecure. And I was like, I need to do my training. I need to find fucking 30 grand to sort of somehow do it. And then as time went on and I was um, supported by doctors and uh, other staff that um, they, they helped me talk through what I was organically doing, what I was uh, intuitively doing in these sessions. Yeah. As a tutor? So the doctors would also, they call it supervision. So when you're... Um, you so if I did yourself at any time? Yeah, a long That's time ago. Figured, yeah, 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 yeah. A long time. Um, so as time went on, I started to understand why... I think some doctors, you know, you get some really forward thinking people in the NHS, like really sort of um, forward thinking innovators. And I started to realize that there's something called peer support or people with lived experience were this thing was, you know, was quite high up on the NHS agenda where bringing people in who had lived experience yes. could I wouldn't know how to explain it, but they were, that is something that they've 
tried to to bring in and i happen to be this person where just my obsessive compul you know this obsessive nature to, just to draw and everything and it's got me into trouble yeah. in so many ways was now i was getting brought back into this this environment this really special environment that with careful supervision i was able to to grow this program that i didn't even realize that i was doing this arts yeah. program that i was didn't even doing so then it got to a point where i thought if i left this role that i'm so grateful to be in to go back to school just to get back into the job role that i'm doing yeah. that that you know i might lose that momentum i yeah. might so i just try to i think it's really important to it's as if it's as if that qualification will put a barrier between you and the people you're working with a mental barrier and it, it, it either will or it won't and I'm I'm a hundred percent with you on this because I've got exactly the same exactly the same thing. I'm I'm on the I'm a trustee at the Kersler Trust. I presume you've you've heard. I of fucking those. love Kersler. I'm I'm in awe of you guys. Right. I'm so I got invited on there late 2019. They'd never be able to understand how proud I was that I was asked to go on there. You know, congratulations, man. Yeah, and similar to what you were saying there, and and it it felt such a parallel, which is why I've jumped in. You know, because (laughs) there's there's many board members, and they are all at the top of their field. You know, they are big names in these big areas. Yeah, and and there's me. I'm a I'm an artist who's been in jail for years. You know. And I'm thinking, well, where do I sit amongst these great people all around me? Imposter syndrome, isn't yeah, exactly. it? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, you know, yeah everyone yeah. gets it. It was a bit of a qualified imposter syndrome because, of course it is. you know, everyone was up there. But they, they invited me along because my lived experience held up against that person who was, you know, a governor of a prison for 15 years. And, and it's only been recently, very, very recently, that all of a sudden it's clicked and I've gone ah, that's why I'm here. That's my position. Mm-hmm. It's taken me over a year to, to find my position on the board is your lived experience. And you can't get that in college. I get. I guess not. Um, not all, did you always have art in your home growing up? Not really. Look, so my mum and dad aren't artists. My brother's not an artist. Yeah, I, I didn't come from a, uh, like a really creative background. Uh, all my best pals are sort of in... Uh, other industries so I was never connected to get shows or you know it, it, you know I was never um, so how did you get introduced to it like when I was younger I was into everything from skateboarding <laughs> to like climbing trees to like I was a young boy in in, in London uh, f- full of energy and yeah. I just went Phew. and from everything to sort of tagging or graffiti was the I, w- I wouldn't even have thought that I was a what I was doing was graffiti, but it was um, sort of just these odd marks was the only, or scribbles, that seemed to be the only sort of constant thing in my life. You know, I've, yeah. um, I love going to, yeah, everything from football to food to whatever sort of comes and goes, but seems the only thing that's been constant. I, only until I got to art school, which I failed, did I realise mm. that, I was interested in art. Yeah. Like all, you know, uh, you know, for my first twenty years of of life, I didn't realize what I was doing could be classified as art because yeah. I was getting told off. Like, if, if I was in an art classroom, 
the teacher was like, why are you drawing like that? You should be drawing, you, you know, they wanted me to copy a Picasso or if I run out of paper and I, I still needed to scribble, the, the police or someone in the public would tell me off. Or if I was engaging with mental health services, they would discourage you from expressing and you had to be reserved and you had to be strong and you couldn't, but it's always been there. I think calling yourself an artist or having that title is such a high title. In my head, it's always been a really, really high title. But then, yeah, something changed that, you know, about eight years ago, the Outsider Gallery started, Hackneywick Life Drawing started, and I was working as a carer, earning £6 an hour, but I was allowed to just concentrate with 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 these individuals just through art or like make it, you know, in an art classroom. And that began the journey of having the confidence to call myself an artist and stand toe to toe with other people that used to sort of intimidate me, I guess. And what art schools Um, you went to? I went to Birmingham. That was, when I I got in, that was, uh, there was a lot of issues and troubles around me at the time. Um, And the thing that sort of made, I, I don't know if it's, if I was just lucky or, um the stars aligned but I saw an opportunity to 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 leave London and to to take education seriously like to you know I saw it as a huge opportunity it was still in those days where uni was really cheap we had a Labour government and they were definitely sort of encouraging people to get to uni like you know from certain backgrounds and things I had a lot of financial help and yeah I just escaped and and then I you know I was surrounded by people who who it was the first time I was sort of surrounded by people who had a real dedication to the arts or really interested in arts and that was so inspiring and I, yeah it was, it was, it was said, awesome it didn't work out but yeah but you said you um, failed it did you just stop it or did something interrupt it looking back I, it's one of my proudest achievements in, in a way because it wasn't due to me not working hard it wasn't due to me not turning up or anything like that because I was first in and last out, yeah. I really understood that it was a uh, it was a privilege to be at to to be at university, but I just wasn't playing the game. You know, you had to follow briefs, you yeah. had to answer certain questions, and you had to have this way about you. And I just didn't give a shit. I just I, I was just creating. I was just creating, yeah. I was just yeah making stuff just without even. It was just it was like vomit it was just coming out <laughs> it, it was it was just like just coming out was there out. a construction um, to it though was it was there a form to what you was making or was it just mm, like random thoughts being put random thoughts a, i think yeah it was form, yeah. yeah 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 it was it was it was more it wasn't calculated it was it was more very naive quite quite young it was quite um uh you know it wasn't uh, anything special, you know, it's not what I'm doing now where with my own paintings, I feel quite informed. I feel quite confident with, you know, there's definitely a reason behind my current work. That time it was just, obviously I didn't know then. Um, it was, yeah, it was sort of being introduced to it properly for the yeah. first time. And I was like, you know, I was just taking it all in. So, rather than knowing what I was doing. I know there's a several year gap between what you're talking about there and where you are today. So, yeah. you know, you've just confessed that the artwork that you was creating was, you was making yeah, that yeah. moment, 
that wasn't probably linked to the next artwork or the previous artwork. Because I'm, I'm figuring. Today, that's very different. Yes, yeah, that's a good and way to say it, yeah. When was it? Did you merge out of one and into the other? Or was there a precise moment when you've gone, oh, this is where the route I want to take? I, I think there was a, a very slow merge, but also around 2018, uh, I started to understand that because life drawing and the outsider gallery and, and the work in the forensics or within those settings, sort of all, they had no consideration behind it. They were all just born with like a burst of energy without any safety nets. There was no, I've never had funding. There was no, it felt, it was just all rock and roll. It was really sort of. Um, Feels like you're in a canoe in a storm. Oh yeah, I mean it just it you. was so fucking radical. Uh, it was just like if you stop to think, that's when perhaps you'll you'll get nervous or uh, I, I don't know. It just sort of one day I just woke up, typed in Hackney Wick Life Drawing into a Facebook, made a page, got a few, uh, begged a few mates to come round to the studio and say, look, I've got this naked person who's about to model for us. Obviously, no one's going to come from the public, but if someone does come, just so I don't look like a right weirdo in this warehouse in Hackney, can <laughs> you just like... <laughs> yeah, because yeah. yeah, Hackney Wick was a very different place about yeah. 10 years ago. Yeah, yeah, 10, yeah. Uh, 10 years ago. So a few of my pals, like, I bribed them with a few beers, sat in the chairs with some paper in front of them. And, and over the few months, public started coming in and, nice. um, and then it sort of just grew from there. And, you know... And the same thing was with the outsider gallery. I was like, this shit that people are making is, oh, it needs to be yeah, seen because it's, totally it, it was just, I was like, all contemporary art is bollocks now. Watching someone make artwork who doesn't realise that they're making artwork, mate, that was just like, I was like, wow, that just blew my mind. And I just, I stole a frame put their put this sheet like a free bit of paper in it and I just hung it up in the unit just doing it without permission and without the um waiting for someone to say oh yeah you you know we'll allow you to do that or or to start something because you need money I was just like nah fuck it it was all DIY it was all it's always been DIY of borrowed favors of like friends trying to help you know I get supported by, I've got so many wonderful people in my life and they're like, yeah, we'll come down, we'll give you a hand, you need something moving, setting up. So all our art shows are all sort of on this um, growing community of people wanting to help each other. It's, it's a really beautiful thing. It will break your heart uh, and it's amazing, yeah. Um, well, that's a beautiful thing with outsider art. If you look at the art world as such, and I don't see any boundaries between outsider art, craft, you know, blur into it. They come in and mm-hmm. out of each other's worlds because this is a fucking massive world we're a part of. Mm. And it's it's just making it more refreshing to have all of these other pieces, you know, blurring in and out. But how cool is it? Like I was speaking to someone just yesterday called uh, on Instagram. She's called Stevie by the Sea. Likewise, she was in a secure unit. Um, she got in, she'd done art therapy that got her an interest into art. She fell into crochet and now she's like a, a massive crocheteist, if that's a word, <laughs> online. And now she's just no, about yeah. to bring her crochet into the art world. How fucking exciting yeah. is that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How yeah, exciting. Yeah, yeah. 
Oh, I'll check her out. Uh, yeah, Stevie uh, by the Sea. Steve, Stevie by the Sea. Yeah, that she, rings a bell, though. Stevie by the Sea. Oh, she's someone's cool. definitely mentioned that name. Yeah. yeah. And what work are you creating now, Ben? Shall I flip my camera? I'm not, yeah. These are some canvases. They're, they're about 84 inches. Nice. So they're quite big. They're all rolled up. They go into the to the art fair. Well, these are these are some of my books. Well, you mentioned the other art fair, that you've got some stuff there for the other art fair. What is it you're showing there? Because the other art fair is just, is, it was just starting when, when the lockdown hit, wasn't it? It was yeah, interrupted yeah, yeah. by that like 16 months ago or whenever it was. It's mm. just opening again at King's Cross. What is mm. it, the 1st of July? Yeah, just right. It's just around the corner now. And, so, um... and you're one of those artists. What are you showing there? Um, so they're going to be paintings uh the big the all nude figurative raw they're really honest they're some real they're like they're like tattoos maybe they're my lived experience i'm just commentating on my experiences people close to me what we're going through although it does hit the now you know it does tick a lot of boxes when it comes to like inclusion or you know social inequalities and but this work it feels quite quite radical really raw quite aggressive like really sexual aggressive self-portraits really yeah and uh, yeah when I was a, a lot younger a psychiatrist sort of led me to the realization of all these scribbles that I was doing were self-portraits that that one little sentence just sparked uh, I was like really woke me up a little bit I was like fucking hell the self-portraits. It's a sort of reflection about yourself, not necessarily your visual self. It could yeah. be just an element of you at that moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Beautiful. You saying it like that is um, another way I would say it as well. I think sometimes I can clash with art school kids and like have this inferior complex. Yeah. Just like working in the forensic unit now and, you know, someone asking me for an opinion on someone or having access to patients and you know that nervousness hasn't gone away but I guess yeah. you you learn uh, I'm learning to 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 live with it the, the artwork you're showing at the other art fair yeah are you showing the large paintings so yeah I'm going to be taking some really large paintings well uh, which are about 84 inches yeah. or 210 centimetres both ways, give or take. So they're pretty big. And some paperworks, which are A3 and A1. And yeah, the yeah. price range of the um, the canvases, what sort of price range can people be looking at those? Two to three thousand, yeah. So they're in the region of three grand. How about the A1 yeah. paperworks? What are they roughly? So the A1s are going to be between 200 and 300 uh, for the original A1 size. Yeah. And how about the A3s? The A3s, anywhere between 50 to 150. Nice. So hopefully there's a bit of a, a good range. And is there going to be works. many artworks sitting in the rack? Yeah, I think so. I think quite a lot. Nice. Um, I draw and paint like every day quite a lot. And all, all this work is coming from... The earliest will be about 2018 up until nice. probably July the 1st. I'll probably still be making stuff. So, nice. so, that, so people uh, can see your your journey to today. Yeah, there's definitely going to be sort of 
two to three years worth nice. of like a really focused in part of what I've been what I've been making. And I'm also taking an iPad to help inform more of the story because yeah. I paint outside quite a lot. So I might show some works that I can't exhibit, but to help make a clearer picture. Yeah, just of, give everyone an idea, a, a more informed idea of, of, of what you are and what you do. Yeah, brilliant. yeah, yeah, for brilliant. sure. Yeah, for sure. What piece that you've created, Ben, has got the um, strongest emotional connection, do you think? Oh, all of them. All my paintings are heavily, heavily emotionally connected to me. Uh, I've had so many friends over the years get, which is really bizarre, they actually get annoyed with me because I purposely don't sell it or try to sell it, <laughs> or I will talk someone out of a sale yeah. so easily. Because there's too I, much attachment. I, I think so. I, when I've got friends being annoyed at me in that type of way, that's like a, an amazing compliment. I take yeah. I take that as yeah. such a big compliment. Um, well, I must say, I've worked within the marginalised groups quite a lot, namely mental health, homeless and prisoners. And they'll merge in and out of each other's worlds, you know. Yeah, yeah. And so many of those people who are creating from them areas they put so much emotion into their work I guess so, that yeah. it becomes, it does become a part of them. And that's yeah. what happens with training and with experience. You do learn to distance yourself just a little bit from the work you're making. And it's not an easy thing to do, but yeah, anyone within those fields put so much into them. They, they cling on to that work emotionally. Yeah. So you're not, you're not on your own there, man. That's oh, I, don't, sure. I don't think I am. Yeah. I don't think I am. Um, they all seem incredibly close to me. I made the mistake once. So I'm at an age now, or have been for a while, where all my pals are getting married, having kids and stuff yeah. like that. Someone was like, when are you going to get hit? So, you, know, you, you know, when are you going to be a dad? I was like, mate, I, I make paintings that like so many of these feel like my children. I know what you're going through. And they were like, <laughs> don't compare your fucking paintings yeah. to my amazing child. Yeah. And I was, but yeah, no, I know I'm, where I'm, you are with that because, like, you know, you could be in front of a canvas that is screaming at you. It um, needs feeding. It needs changing. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I'm up all hours, like, concentrating <laughs> yeah. on it. But like, don't you dare compare, <laughs> compare your paintings to an actual child. Yeah, that's not a bad comparison, really. Not a bad comparison at all. What do you do to relax, Ben? What do I do? I love football. I love my friends and family, and I... Sometimes um, I struggle to see them, but when I do have that, the wind in my sails, I try and make it, try to see as, like, all my best friends as possible, all my closest friends and family. Uh, and just, and wherever we are, I don't care. Like, it's the company that you keep, yeah. which sound, may sound stupid, but I think it's really, like, uh, I think it's really special. Uh, I, I really, I, I miss my friends and family. And I guess when you get to a certain age, other responsibilities come in life and and that regular social social part of you becomes a bit more spaced out yeah well, these um, lockdowns have shown everyone how important that interaction with a with another human is yeah 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 but yeah like exercise like I, i'm quite an energetic guy so i don't know if it's what i do to enjoy it but it helps with tension. Yeah, yeah. so I'll exercise. I, I try and find a couple of releases and um, and meeting friends is friends and family yeah. is the best thing. Yeah, yeah. 
How about if there was five artists, past and present, what would mm. your ideal group show be? Oh, uh, I would love to show with Bacon, Francis Bacon. Oh, um, of course. Yeah, uh, he would be one. I would have um, Jimi Hendrix like smashing out his guitar like a one little silhouette light in the corner of the gallery somewhere, just like nice. yeah, just yeah. jamming on his guitar. Maybe Lee Kresner from the Abstract Expressionist. She was, uh, I, can't, I can't pronounce that name, but she was a force to, to be reckoned with. Yeah. That's t- is that two? That's two. Three. Uh, that's three. This is just coming off the top of my head, but Akala, someone who's, a powerful speaker would be, oh, I'm not sure how that would fit into a show. Like, I'm not saying all these people would work together, but yeah, Akala, just because of... Um, He's got a knack of making people stop and listen, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah, that, that's a, yeah, another way. Um, it's what we're all trying to do visually, isn't it? I guess so, yeah, yeah, 100%, 100%. Um, and then the last one... <sighs> would be one of my friends uh, nice. and I'm not going to name any names because I guess yeah, <laughs> it'll exclude three. all the others yeah um, definitely w- one of my or uh, a collaboration with all no I'm too selfish so <laughs> I want my <laughs> I want my own canvas <laughs> perfect answer um, so it'd definitely be you know someone that I share a studio with or have painted alongside for sure and then just because I'm, I'm going to add one extra person that I'm not allowed, but it'd be a patient, someone who's passed away um, right. and they'd never drawn until they met me and all this stuff came out. He was nonverbal and I would have his thing. I've got this, one of his, Brilliant. I've got his, I've got a painting and that would, that's, that would have to always come with me everywhere. Brilliant. I go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I've got, I've got a similar, you know, in my yeah, life yeah, 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 and yeah, it, yeah. it just proves to me that, what I do works and here's the proof. I mean, a hundred percent that is, if there was a certificate or if there was, yeah, yeah. Those are artworks by, by, by some people. And I don't know how to answer that. I'm sorry. Yeah. But I agree you with answered you. It perfectly. <laughs> you answered it perfectly. There's no worries about that. What would you do if you wasn't an artist? I'd probably be in a lot of trouble. I think. <laughs> um, yeah. I can be reckless really spontaneous in a spontaneous way I can be quite reckless to myself or say yes to an opportunity and maybe not understanding that it's a bad opportunity and I shouldn't go through with it doing something stupid that really isn't me or yeah take the wrong route yeah um I mean what I don't know I've been around and had that same thought myself that sometimes you're in you're in a position in life and you don't know which way to which way to take, but this art that you do has has got its own route and you sort of jump on the boat and that goes down the art stream and that's always safe. If, without the art, you could easily take one of these other avenues that um, may not necessarily be the right one. And by the time you're halfway down it. Sometimes it's too late to fucking turn back. Yeah, uh, and that's a really good way to to say it. I think you do. 
get exposed to a few things growing up heavily populated areas you do get yeah. exposed to experiences and um yeah i think i'm really lucky to be where i am and to have um well the art somehow, world, it yeah. literally is another world isn't it you can quite easily just walk down the road from your home to your studio and your studio is a, obviously a different world where you can just lock the outside world out and yeah, you yeah, can yeah. for as long as you're in your studio i suppose it's like a a, a fucking addiction you know people take drugs Wait. to get themselves out of one world all of a sudden they're in this little drug world with it just so happens our drug is is art i'm an addict 100 percent. yeah I, i've described it like that before as well that's where all my money's going and that's <laughs> you know that's that's what's <laughs> um and so. what's in store for you as an artist and the outsider gallery what's in store um all my energy is going towards this show it's the thir- fir- first type of thing i've ever done i'm really good at hiding away like if you see my instagram account it doesn't really exist it wasn't the easiest to scroll through that's for sure <laughs> <laughs> um it's been a difficult couple of months so i'm just trying to get myself confident and like clear enough and available to take this opportunity because i know it's a good opportunity is this um, your first art fair first art fair i haven't shown in years um so this this like i'm, I'm really sort of gearing myself up to sort of like say yes to things that come my way yeah. not trip myself up not talk yourself purpose, out of things yeah. talk myself out of it standing face to face with the buyer or even just with the viewer and answering the questions that that we've always asked ourselves and created our own answer how do you think you'll work with that a few of my friends have known that i wasn't going to do this show i was just going to bottle it and for the months they've been like mate you got to do it you got to do it you got to do it um it's going to be so beneficial for you when you do do it yeah where you put yourself in the shadows a lot let's call it that the other art fair okay it's just a big marketplace for art and creativity so i'm just trying to get my head right and like to then to sort how of about on this persona exactly i was that's exactly where i was just going with this somehow bring a different persona to the other art fair mm. that's what you need because people will stop they they will want to engage with the artist oh god and, and it's horrible. And I'm with you on that. This person on the podcast who is up front asking all the questions and keep talking so that I haven't got to be asked a question. And I have the, the same um, conflicts in my mind as what you're having. It's just, I've always, maybe that's the criminal background. I've always gone, well, I'm a bit scared here. Let's go forward rather than back. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, it, but it's a challenge and it's, it's something that I haven't done before and I haven't shown my work in a long, long time. So I'm just, yeah, I think it's all just sort of gearing up to sort of face that challenge and just like steam through it. Uh, it's, it'd be a challenge presenting myself when my work is so intuitive. So it's quite hard to, to come out with a clean sentence or two to someone interested in what I'm doing. But I'm really focus on just trying to get myself into a headspace, a positive headspace for when I enter that environment 
that because re- it's a really new, scary environment. Try and show the best version of myself, yeah. which will hopefully excite people with, with with the energy of the work. That's cre- you know, there's a lot of energy in the work. There's a lot of raw expression. Um, so I'm hoping my work will talk for me Excellent. because that is my 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 visual language is the best way of me communicating. So I'm hoping that I can approach the game um, in good form. I'm going to attack with a high press. Yeah. I've got my wingers that might have to change <laughs> size after 25. <laughs> well, you know yourself, um, Ben, that the hardest step of any challenge is the first one. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. you've already... You're already halfway there by applying, getting accepted into the other art fair, which is no easy feat on its own. You're all, you've already passed that hurdle. So yeah. that bit of in, uh, imposter syndrome should go away because you've already proved that you are worthy to be there. They've told you yeah. you are. The next thing is getting up and pointing behind you at your work and saying, this is yeah. who I am. And that's going to be quite a challenge but hopefully an exciting and positive one for you. It is, um, I, I, would, I can definitely definitely see the benefits from it. I'm really excited by that. I'm really excited by the opportunity that I've been given. And I feel like I'm coming into a bit of good form at the moment. It's going to be a great time you had there. You would have wished you would have done it years ago. Right, Ben, yeah. I'm going to have to shoot, mate. That's all my questions asked. So thank you, so, thank you very uh, mate, much for your time. Thank you as well. Thanks for inviting me. It's been uh, a real pleasure speaking to you and getting to know you and um, all your stories are awesome. Really good. So, and I can't wait to sit down and have a beer with you. We've got to do that. We've got to do that pretty soon. And when, honestly, whenever you've got an outside a gallery thing going on, just please send me an invite. Are you going to be at the show? I'm going on, I'm not the private view. Wicked, so, so I'll get to meet I'll, you in person. I'll hunt you down. That sounds a bit stalkerish, but I'll hunt you down anyway. That's okay. I'll take it as a compliment. <laughs> ben, all the very best, mate. Thank you for your time. Oh, mate. Thank you, Gary. Thanks for getting me here to talk. And, um, Brilliant. I hope little I didn't um and ah too much. Yeah, little steps, little steps. Little steps. steps. Yeah. It. All the very best, my old mate. And I'll see you cool. on the opening. Wicked. Cheers for See you later, Ben. Thank you, mate. How about that, Ben Wakelin? He's a bit of a dude, isn't he? And what a journey he's been on, eh? I mean, what a beautiful thing it is. If assisting people with their mental health helps yours, what a remedy that is. So yeah, Ben Wakelin, hats off to you, fella. And I've already promised Ben a bonus episode to help promote his next exhibition with the Outsider Gallery. And if you'd like to listen to podcasts to do with mental health, There's a couple here that are produced by friends of mine. The first is by comedian Rich Wilson, which is called Insane in the Membrane, where he speaks to men about their mental health. It's mainly fellow comedians, but I appeared on an episode because I am oh so funny. And to balance the scales, a little while after starting that podcast, he brought out another called Insane in the Fembrane, obviously speaking to women about their mental health. And as a little touch of genius for anyone floating about in between the two genders, he produced Insane in the Them Brain. Fucking brilliant. So there's Them Three by comedian Rich Wilson. The other is Mouth of Manliness by my good friend Nick Hogbin. And I've also been on that because I'm oh so manly. 
That again is speaking to men about their mental health. Although now he also has female guests. And you may be thinking that these podcasts appear to be a bit male-centric. That's because for whatever reason, suicide in men under 40 is far higher than their female counterparts. Possibly because in general, women tend to talk about their emotions a little bit more, you know. And these podcasts were designed to make men do so. And luckily that number is now gradually coming down. So again, the other art fair. If you'd like to attend it on the 1st, 2nd, 3rd or 4th of July, it's a ticket-only event at the West Handyside Canopy, Coldrops Yard, which is just a little walk from King's Cross. So, apart from thanking Lisa Baker for connecting me with Ben, that's about it for this episode. I'll see you Monday. Ta-da! Well, I hope you enjoyed that episode of the Ministry of Arts podcast. If you're unable to support us on Patreon, leaving a review on whichever platform you listen to this podcast really does help us get noticed and anyone else looking for an art podcast, or even giving us a positive shout-out on your social media. Anything is appreciated, but either way, thanks for listening, and until next week, ta What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.